And the show this week, which certainly is a big one, is presented to you by Stan's brand new season of Better Call Saul. That's right. Saul, the dodgy lawyer who was the star of the Breaking Bad prequel, certainly would have excelled if he was around during the Sir Joe era, wouldn't he, Clance? Yes, I think he would have, Errol, because he gets things done, uh, unlike most legal eagles, and Sir Joe got things done as well. And in fact, the way Saul Goodman gets things done makes for very good entertainment. Yep. The brand new season of Better Call Saul has officially kicked off with new episodes dropping the same day as the US. And that's only on stand, so sign up today for your 30-day free trial and rip in. Makes for great entertainment. Hello listeners and welcome back to another Batuta Advocate Hour here on Desert Rock FM. This week we've got a very, very, very special guest as we always do. We've got Raf Dixon and he's doing a podcast with the Movember Foundation in partnership with Diamantina Media, which is the, of course, the um, the conglomerate that owns this radio station, owns a number of other broadcasters in town. And Raf's here in the studio with us today. Um, he tells us about the absolute highs that you get from being a father and the absolute lows that come in the early days. But of course, you know, once you learn how to father, it gets easier. <laughs> You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of The Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to The Batuta Advocate radio show. You're joined by myself, Clancy Overall, and editor-at-large, Errol Parker. How are you, Errol? Good, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Now, we've got an interesting guest this week. He's here to talk to us about, about a very different field that we're used to talking about. It's not related to um, uh, investigative journalism well, it is to a degree, but not so much organised crime, rugby league, or um, politics. Mate, you think those things are hard? Try being a dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well. And we're away. Um, now, if you are over the age of 15, you might be aware of this recent trend known as uh, parenthood. Some parts of Australia are even younger than that. Now... There's a, there's a movement out there called Movember. You might know around November, the Australian cricket team are quite um, quite involved. And there was a time when everyone had a yeah, mo in the Australian cricket team. They are so, a, uh, a, a popular charity these days, I'd say. Now, our guest, I sh we should also introduce him, uh, Raf Dixon. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. Those mo's, though, that revitalised the Australian cricket team. Well, Mitch Johnson's Johnson, steaming down yeah. there Johnson in Brisbane. Johnson particularly, yeah. Johnson particularly. I don't know if we ever saw one out of Roy... We did see one, but we also saw the demise of the moustache and then, of course, the team being caught for cheating. Yeah. Yeah. So this might be the year of the mo. Yeah, the moustache keeps them honest. But uh, I'll tell you who'd look really shit in a moustache. Steve Smith. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Do you reckon it'd be like I think that David Warner one? looks. I think that David Warner looks 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 pretty good in a mo. But you know, I just don't think that Steve would be able to pull it off. Steve's would be a bit wispy. Now, now the reason we talk about Movember is aside from the Australian cricket team, they have a lot of ambassadors who talk about all kinds of things related to men's health. Uh, and today's guest is one of them, Raf Dixon. You are an Aria-nominated uh, EDM artist, if you will. ADM Australian ADM. dance music. Australian dance music. Also, uh, a pioneer of skip hop. <laughs> uh, I reject both of those terms. <laughs> um, but yes, musician, uh, you've worked. Uh, we actually, you, you've produced music for a lot of people, but your um, your own bands, uh, Jackie Onassis and the Meeting Tree, and One Day, and One Day, mm -hmm. uh, the One Day Collective. 
one day guild. Yeah, we just went gold actually. Oh, did you? Uh, some people go gold like first week, second week, but uh, we've gone gold. I think four and a half years after releasing "Love Me Less." Right, right. But we're gold. Yeah, we're getting the plaque. So, how did that happen? Did that appear on like a soap opera, or how did it? How did it? Re- how, where was the renaissance of the one day "Love Me Less"? No, it was a slow burn. It was the long tail. Um, no, what actually happened with uh, knowing that we went gold is that we saw another band with gold records on Instagram and we were like, hold on, we've got more streams than them. What's going yeah. on here? And hit up the label and was like, hold on, what's going on? And the label was like, oh yeah, you have gone gold and sent us a certificate and so we get our gold records. So it could have happened four years ago. Yeah, it yeah. actually would have happened a while ago. Probably not four years ago, probably a year ago, but Spotify nowadays, you got the long tail because yeah. you get on the playlist and the suggested yeah. things. That's how you get a gold record. You are a kind of a, a modern man. You know your tech better than most. Certainly better than you know the generation before you who um, vote erratically based on fake news that they read <laughs> on Facebook. You're in the know, and and you are a Movember ambassador. I guess you could say they've asked Errol and I to grow moustaches. My biggest concern is I would have to shave my beard, mm. and I have had one for about 25 years, so mm-hmm. that would be pale. And who even knows? how sculpted it is. I probably don't have a jawline. I don't even remember because I grew this when I was about 14. Errol, you're a bit off the idea of a moustache. You're already a gay icon as it is. So, um, Freddie Mercury. Well, I I do sport a light one, obviously, in in between my court appearances where I do go with the clean shave. Mm. It's interesting to unpack where the notion of the Movember thing came about because obviously it's it's a charity and a movement that tells the stories that only generally affect men mm. and of course only men can grow moustaches or is that an outdated notion these days raf uh that is an outdated notion women can grow moustaches and women can lose their hair mate you're right errol the the whole concept of men's health is very broad it goes to you know testicular cancer prostate cancer mental health and one that a lot of people are focusing on now is parenthood mm. uh, not for any reason in particular but it is Fatherhood. There is a reason in particular, in a way, uh, and that is that it's something that we haven't really spoken about for a while. Like, I think over the last couple of decades, the idea of being a dad has changed. Look, obviously, the reason we're talking is I have a podcast coming out about being a young dad and mental health. But fatherhood has obviously changed from our grandparents' generation, my grandparents' generation. And I have a chat to some grandparents in the podcast. As a dad, they, they didn't go to the birth. You know? Yeah, that was one thing. I've listened to uh, to the first episode of your podcast, which is called Dad in Progress. Dad in Progress, that's Dad right. Dad in Progress. Pro- progress, as you would say down south. Progress, as they say in Queensland. Now, that is one thing I noticed in the podcast. There was these old codgers saying that you just flat out didn't go into the room. Yeah, I mean, you didn't yeah. go into the room. You didn't watch the birth. Nothing. And, and, and more than that, though, you know, dads want to play a part in their kids' life nowadays. But the thing is, you know, it's not like we're, we're working less hard at work. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, our mates expect us less at yeah. uh, social functioning. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of pressure on young dads and that's what the podcast is about. So tell us, what did the old codgers used to do? Did they just sit out there and smoke Winnie Blues in the yeah, uh, hallway of the hospital? I can imagine... They sit in the car out front. The, like. uh, <laughs> the process of giving birth has changed quite a bit in 50 years. Like you'd, uh, you know, I couldn't even imagine giving birth in a in a regional hospital some fifty years ago. I mean, 
I don't. I don't know if the process to me, has the changed ex- that much. The, that 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 <laughs> experience would have been hellish. No, but of course, like you know, the medical experience. Yeah. Mm. Where now, you know, there's 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 a whole smorgasbord of options. Yeah, um, that's true. The gas, you know, then obviously there's you get the barbiturate based painkiller, and if that doesn't work, boom, yeah. you know, the get, spinal tap. Yeah, the spinal tap, and I mean the gas seemingly, or or, or the baby comes out th- th- through the sunroof. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's that. So, like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> seemingly, at least in my experience, the Nangs did nothing. Yeah. Um, but really, I mean, not to me, but like, as in to to my did wife. Did you have a go on them? Well, you've got to have a, a quick little try. But they also right. set it low. Like I noticed, yeah. um, it's in a locked cabinet. They um, mm-hmm. they set the, you know, how powerful it is, and it's and they start quite low, about two out of five. Yeah, right. right. Um, and yeah. I don't know if they kind of glance over at the dad because you're actually alone quite a lot. That's something I didn't know when um, I have a young daughter. Yeah. I didn't realize that we'd be alone for most of it, and they yeah. just the midwife kind of pops in and out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, is there for the main event. Um, Do you have a button? What's the go there? The gas? No, no. Yeah. It's literally. I just, mean, we we have um, Errol and I both have children, but they were born uh, a long time ago. You know what I they'd mean? They'd probably be about my age. Well, yeah, just 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 short of you, I reckon. But yeah, you know, getting to the stage now where. Um, you know, uh, we could be grandparents soon. So we, we're not up to date with uh, modern, I guess, uh, childbirth. Or pain relief. Pain relief for modern childbirth. Do you have a button to press? No, no, the gas is just a hose. You just breathe no, on in. Yeah. No, when, when you're alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got the button to bring to call for the midwife. But, I mean, it doesn't happen quickly. Gosh, it's, it's been a long time since you have been in a hospital room because they've had those buttons there for for 20 years yeah no I um, I actually don't we can get into this in another podcast I actually don't kind of subscribe to modern medicine I think a lot of things can be solved um, outside of like big pharma and um, and and you know and just basically this cult of, of like you know poisoning ourselves anyway um, <laughs> yeah yeah cheers mate yeah, yeah. yeah cheers anyway um, it's not just about childbirth obviously your podcast you talk to a whole range of people about uh, different elements from in the hospital to the car ride home Oh, well, to be perfectly honest, most of the podcast is about that car ride home onwards because mm-hmm. I think that's the part that... It serves like, as a good metaphor. Indeed. You know, from your previous life as a carefree ADM tyrant to being a young dad. That's it. That was the transition. Mm-hmm. Parking in the two-hour parking spot at RPA. Yeah. And then driving on out and not paying for your ticket, and, yeah. you know, as a young dad. Um no, but it does. It starts at that, that car ride out because that's the part that you kind of don't get taught a lot about yeah. as a dad. You're told, you're taught about the birth. You go yeah, to birthing you, classes. You go to your birthing classes, but then all of a sudden you get home and bloody hell. Really? So, it's, so on. it's on. It's hell on. Hell for leather. You, you're taught how to change a nappy, yeah. but you're just not taught, you know, like how your life will be different because your life is obviously pretty different. Yeah. And as I was kind of saying before, you kind of, if you want to be a modern woke dad, you're not really supposed to complain that it's hard. Yeah. Mm. And and dads don't mm-hmm. complain that it's hard. Men don't really talk to each other that much and yep. say like... Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, they kind of get that far. And it's like, it's like, yeah, mate, I feel that. Anyway, like, it's... Have you, do you understand the rules? Of, do you understand the rules of the 2020 final series? Because you know what I mean. You just go yeah, that yeah. one step. How about when, that bloody curios? 
Um, so, so uh, were you just driving around with the baby capsule in the back of your car, just waiting for it? You know, just waiting for the day. Yeah, that, that's Jeez. actually what happened. Except we had to get two because our our cat um, pissed on one of them. It's for everyone, for yeah. expecting dads, for parents, basically yeah. with kids. You know, for the missus, if yeah. you know she wants to hear about it, basically what the dad goes through. But you know that having a one year old going to work every day still trying to see your mates that's kind of what it's about how do you balance all these things how do you make life a little bit easier Um, and yeah it's five episodes we talk about work friends your relationship so you had a few high profile guests well we did I was going to mention when you talked about um, your own series when it comes to modern medicine one Mm -hmm. of the guests we had on was Archie Thompson former Socceroo holds the FIFA record for most goals scored in a FIFA approved game Against American Samoa. American Samoa. Yeah. We remember it well. Had a lot of money on that. <laughs> I think I got the good oil from inside the uh, FIFA camp. Anyway. It was 21 nil in the end or something like that. I think he kicked 13. Anyway, <laughs> but he has um, some different ideas with regards to... Medicine. Immunisation. Yep. <clears throat> Does that appear in the podcast? <laughs> no, that got cut. <laughs> uh, shout out Archie Thompson. Um, no, he's, he's favorite, a lovely guy, lovely guy. One of our favourite Archies, aside from, of course, uh, Archie Roach and Royal Archie, mm-hmm. uh, Archie Thompson. Now, uh, there is a high-profile... You've also got the first bloke of New Zealand. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, that was a big get. Thank you, yeah. Big what, get. What is Jacinda Arden's husband's name? <laughs> is he a hairdresser? Uh, Clark Gayford. Clark Gayford. Lovely bloke. Well, no, he's, he's a... Um, <laughs> Now, Clark Gayford, um, no, he's a, a host of a TV show, a fishing TV show. Right. Fuck, Ooh. that's living. Yeah. And, really? But yeah, he was... So that wasn't planned, obviously. Like, Was that prior to him? Like, that, that's that been his career prior to... Yeah, that's his career. Fatherhood? Apparently, he's quite well known over there. This is Jacinda Ardern's so husband. So he's like the Andrew Eddinghausen of... Without the rugby league <laughs> career. Zealand, without the rugby league or without the sporting background. So, yeah. so, so, okay, well, that's an interesting fact that I didn't know. The Prime Minister of New Zealand was elected and her husband at the time of her being elected was a fishing TV icon. Yeah, like a young Rex Hunt, but again, without the sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, so he's a, a host he's, of a fishing show. I mean, it's a smaller country over there, right? Yeah. You know, I guess the, the media... Share the roles. Like, obviously here, you know, the media and politicians... Uh, it's a bit disgusting how in bed together they yeah, are. Yeah. Um, but over there, apparently, that extends to you know fishing shows yeah, and yeah. whatnot. So um, they were together. They were introduced by a mutual friend. Her rise to, to prominence was quite swift. Yeah. You know, she took she only took over as Labor leader um, over there in New Zealand, I believe, something like six to nine months before the election. Yeah, right. And a really swift rise to prominence won the election were that you know have some convoluted system where you have to negotiate a majority government yeah, joined winston peters the bob catter of new zealand as her deputy prime minister you bang on and i think that's the, the route that this country is going down yeah, by yeah. the way um elbow constant minority governments Albo anyway catter. and it was only then that she discovered she was pregnant so right well, well so post-election how many days i did listen it was a, yeah it, it was, was a week it or was, so yeah it was pretty close to the day yeah yeah so yeah obviously i had a chat with him because i mean what an insight into i guess modern and so now he is a full-time stay-at-home dad he is i mean i don't think he's given up on his career as a you know 
presenter of a fishing show. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I guess with... He's more hands-on than... Yeah, yeah. The, the Miso is obviously quite busy, I yeah. would say, yeah. being a world leader. Yeah. Um, going to the UN and whatnot. Yeah, heading um, into an election year this year. What are our chances? Have you seen the polls? Oh, I don't know. I don't follow uh, stuff.nz. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she could be within another shot and he might be having another another term. Um, and there might be another bub just all, popping all out. All hands on deck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a quick break from the podcast now to let you know about another humorous show you should get around. That's right, Clancy. Ben Elton is in the country and he's doing a run of live shows. His first stand-up tour in 14 years. He's comedy royalty, isn't he? Particularly for uh, people of our vintage, Errol. Yeah, he certainly is. Plenty of people all over the age of 30, particularly the ABC nerds and Anglophiles, would have a penchant for the funny man who's behind shows such as Blackadder, The Young Ones, Mr Bean and The Thin Blue Line. He's had huge success as an author, a playwright, an actor, a director and, of course, a stand-up comic, which is why he's back on stage. So head to livenation.com.au for information and tickets to his show. And get around our favourite Brit outside of Meghan Markle. That's livenation.com.au. Go on, treat yourself. Now back to the podcast. So, so yeah, heaps of special guests. And can you tell us some of the things that we haven't really spoken about already? The social uh, changes. The I mean, particularly coming from you, someone who's spent your entire 20s on the road mm. partying. All of a sudden, whoop, record scratch. Yep. It's now... The Netflix kids and a Volkswagen yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> got the V-dub actually just just uh, had a service the other week good stuff changed the spark plugs runs like a dream <laughs> um, like, it is a big change yeah. I was obviously a member of a few bands touring DJ I had some good times yeah. you know over there in LA etc yeah. but I know that you hear Muso say this um, you do get a little bit sick of the lifestyle in that I was already slowing down a little bit before we got pregnant Um, and I see other people my age which is early 30s still out there touring and still caning it and to be perfectly honest I think bloody hell mate you're not you're not green with envy I'm not green with envy but actually that is something we talk about on the podcast I was having a chat with Sam Perry the great cricketer um, and he kind of put it best that before you have a kid you have the ability on the weekend. I used to do this. I'd kind of wake up, um, obviously living with my now wife, but I'd wake up and, you know, she might still be asleep and I'd pop down to the cafe, take my time, see what was happening, text yep. a few of the boys, scroll the internet, maybe hang around the cafe till midday and have a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Um, Pick up a case. This idea that you can kind of get up and just do whatever you want, that's now long gone for me and and that's long gone for if you're a dad you can't do that anymore everything has to be planned and that's fine because there's upsides of being a parent and you get all all of the dopamine and endorphins and everything of that you love hanging with your daughter but it's also fucking hard to just change all of a sudden to not be able to do what you want most of the time Um, and how you handle that how you handle wanting that back like but knowing you can't have it Mm -hmm. you don't want it all the time but there are times where you're just like fuck me like I would Mm love to do nothing for yeah. the day wouldn't mind to spend 10 hours in the green room right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and just how we how we navigate that what are the best ways to actually still make sure you get some time for yourself make sure you have some time for your partner make sure you know you you have some time for work you can dedicate some time to work without either a 
feeling guilty for being at work. Mm. Um, and B, a lot of blokes, and I felt this too, sometimes you're at work and you're just thinking, fuck, I don't want to go home. I just yeah. can't, like, especially in those early, early months, <laughs> not, not so much anymore. I don't want to go home to the chaos of a kid. Yeah. How do we get through that? How do we navigate that? That's kind of what we talk about. I talked to a lot of psychologists as well um, on the podcast, um, as well as the other dads who go through it. People like Aaron Gox. Yeah. Yep. You had a chat to Goxie? Had a chat to Goxie. He's a great dad. Yeah. He's um, got two girls that are quite a bit older than mine, so yeah. he's able yeah. to offer some advice. He's, he's, a, he's a lot further down the road. Yeah, yeah, a lot further down the road. I'll do some of that um, old school South Brisbane parenting techniques, I guess. But he was—he's always almost been a single dad for a lot of his life too. Yeah. Now, do you, do you find yourself asking yourself? Uh, I know it happened to me certainly uh, when my first uh, born Elijah came about. <laughs> what did I do with my time? You know, when you are organised and you've got every, every minute of the day is accounted for. Mm. Do you ever wonder how did I spend my time? Uh, I often think. I mean, especially mate, I was like. Basically, a professional musician. You know, yeah. we didn't do a lot. Yeah. Like as much as musos will say, like, "Oh God, I've just come back from tour. Like, I need to have friggin' three weeks off." Um, <laughs> and oh, making an album like it's so yeah. hard. Like it totally oh, takes. Like, three years. hotel room each night. Yeah. Hell. <laughs> yeah. Like an album totally takes three years. Like, <laughs> of course it fucking doesn't. Like, I don't know what I did. Mm. I, I actually don't know what I did with my time. I don't know. Were you a gamer? I was a gamer. On and off. Yeah. It didn't take up the amount of time that it takes up. I'm, not, I'm a fake gamer. Yeah. I'm a fake e-girl gamer. Casual gamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a casual <laughs> gamer. I'm very much a casual. I don't know what I did with my time. Just dicked around. Yeah. I was more social, I suppose, and that is good for you, you know. Like you have played in a number of special, like social sporting teams as well. <laughs> That's true. You? AFL, cricket. Yep. Um, yeah. You, you touch. Mixed touch. Yep. Mixed yep. netball? Mixed netball, yep. I've yeah. played some mixed netball. <laughs> Do you play any of that now? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, not even squash. Not even squash anymore, which is the ultimate dad's game in a lot of ways. I'm trying to get back into the squash, lunchtime squash, though. Now, well, t- I really got into my golf mm. when I became a dad, which I guess really led to the conclusion of my first marriage, of course, with my first wife. Um, I think what you're doing, I think your approach is a lot less selfish. Well... I mean, I don't want to sound like... A lunchtime match is a bit better than all of Sunday. Well, that's kind of... Yeah. yeah, Sunday, Sunday. That's kind of what we talk about on the podcast. Like, you do need some time. (laughs) Birth of second child. Um, (laughs) You you do need some time for yourself. But the way... Like, it's being sensible about scheduling it. So, if it's hitting the gym immediately after work once Mm -hmm. a week, Mm -hmm. rather than, yeah, as you say, spending a, a whole Sunday doing golf every single weekend... When you do finally get that weekend away, something happens. The missus goes and stays with her mother. Yeah. And it's just basically you've got 48 hours to yourself. It's on. Do you find yourself heading out with that kind of energy that, you know, this is I'm back where I was, and you end up pulling the pin and going at home at, at home time? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, A, my standard, my bedtime has moved significantly forward. Yeah. Like, yeah. my standard bedtime is 9 p.m. now. Yeah. And in the, in the past, it was, you know... I guess midnight, but yeah. maybe realistically, you're not a, yeah. you're on your phone yeah, dicking yeah. around one thirty. Realistically, yeah. that's now pretty much nine, and I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, when my partner Yasmin, um, my beautiful wife, she does that. Yeah, spends a couple of days with with her mum or or what have you. I do go out with with the same energy, the same fire in the right. belly, um, for sure. But 
Mate, I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys would know it. Old bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> old bones. Yeah. Um, I could probably still turn it on if yeah. I really wanted to. Yeah. I think days like this festival's coming up and yeah. um, I might be hitting that with a friend, with an, another dad. Yeah. Um, but no, exactly. Like life, your life changes yeah. a bit and for the better, I would say. Well, not for the better. So you, I what think you're I, saying is you now wouldn't spend 10 hours on the hill watching the Newtown Jets and then 12 hours at the Ivy. <laughs> You've got to make a transition, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm 32. Yeah. Some point between 27 and 40, yeah. you've got to make some kind of transi- transition. You don't have to. There are those 40 year olds who are still hitting Talk it hard. Yeah. But are they good chat? Yeah, yeah. Are they, are they someone you want to be stuck in the corner of yeah. the gladi with? Ripping as hard as the Irish 457 guys. <laughs> who have been here for 12 months and have never seen a summer before. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah, it is interesting. And look, after my divorce, I probably was that 40-year-old. Um, briefly. You, def- they- you, def- you 100% were. Yeah, look, I found my feet shortly afterwards. Yeah. Mate, I got married at 19. You know, it was like a Bruce Springsteen song. So <laughs> once I finally had a bit of freedom and, you know, it was Barnaby Joyce all over again. Anyway, Clancy, so uh, Raph, you, you, you're not playing sport. You're not staying out at the pub until... 3 a.m. Are you at least still making music? Oh, I still make music, but it, like far less frequently. You learn learn to be uh, a lot more efficient with your time. Yeah, I right. schedule in time to make music um, with my good friend Joyride. I believe he was on an early, early podcast. podcast yes, here. Yeah. and we got a yeah. cease and desist from Crooked Australia because of the things he said on our podcast. Go back and listen to it if you want to, uh, <laughs> listeners. Joyride episode three, possibly, um, and maybe 67 as well. I yeah. think we've had him on twice. Perhaps for some reason. Anyway, anyway, anyway um, well, you learn to. I mean, are the label, are the label vultures still circling? Well, I'm still technically signed to Universal Music Publishing Group. Yeah, right. Um, actually, I'm still definitely signed to that because the beauty of publishing is um, the money just keeps rolling in. Yeah, right. So we, as part of Jackie Anassis, we had a song called Crystal Balling. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was on a British Gas commercial in in England, and like. After all the tours, one day, Hottest 100 song, gold records, this and that, you know, sold out shows, yeah. meeting tree. We played every major festival. Jackie Anassis, Crystal Balling, you get you get that ad. <laughs> and so the flame had flickered a little bit by the time the that ad popped up, right? leaves the platform. Oh, it was probably, uh, that song came out, I think, in, in about 2012 or yeah, 13. Right. Um, and then it was two years ago that... British Gash picked it up, and you know, I bought the I bought the daughter a, a Gucci dress. Yeah, hell yeah! Did you? Yeah, I did actually. Bulletproof glass Hummer. Now tell oh. us, um, t- uh, who finds that? Who finds that song? What do you mean? Who finds that song? Was it like someone working? It would have been agency an London? ad agency uh, in London. Did they kazam it be- in the cafe? What happened? <laughs> well, so that's what your publisher's supposed to go out there and do, right? Your right. publishing company goes out there and is in conversation with these ad agencies and mm-hmm. you know puts forward their what they think is going to be appropriate for these yeah songs and then next minute i get an email just saying hey do you want this money signed on the dotted line and i send it to my mate kai and who's owns 50 percent with me and we both say yes please <laughs> uh okay so, so so the label stuck around so the label stuck around yeah, yeah. um so because with publishing what happens is they give you an advance as, as you've probably heard and I don't actually make any money on the publishing side of things until that advance is paid back yeah. but then mm. as soon as that advance is paid back 
back, it triggers another advance. Yeah, right. So they then pay me another advance. So I'm in debt to them, I suppose. You could say the other way of looking at it is they're trying to get their money back yeah. from yeah. <laughs> from me. Yeah. Um, for, and, for this investment they made on two twenty-six-year-olds in <laughs> two thousand and eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yes, I'm still signed to um, Universal Music Publishing, but I'm a free agent when it comes to the record record side of things. I used yeah. to be signed to Sony Music Australia. Know your will. Hmm. If you want, if uh, if you're a label out there looking to give a big advance to someone who'll make music maybe once a fortnight for a couple of hours and doesn't really intend on putting out another album, but will definitely put out like a few songs here and there. Hit my line. Yeah, all right, all right. We haven't seen the end of of Mr. Sydney. <laughs> no, no, look, honestly, yeah, your priorities do change a bit. And that's the other thing, like... Well, your career changed. Mate, like, yeah. if the average age of Triple J Hottest 100 artist is probably younger than my own age, yeah. I would say. Yep. Um, oh, except, mm, Tones and I, mm, not telling us everything. <laughs> <laughs> like it may well be a decade younger than I am yeah. now and so like at a certain stage I'm more than happy to give the kids a chance I'm probably more yeah. double J fodder nowadays yeah, let's yeah. be honest yeah, Some, yeah. one day you look at yourself in the mirror as a muso and you say geez, should I be servicing to triple J or double J yeah. well you know there's lots of people at triple J who are working there and, and who are actually you know on the broadcasting team there who most certainly belong at double J you know, <laughs> I, if only most people at Triple J had the same type of self-awareness, humility as yeah. you do. Got to know when to fold them. Yeah, you boys know. would know that one. Yeah, do, do, De- definitely do. Got to know when to hold them and fold them. And it seems when it comes to music, you're transitioning in audio from ADM, Australian dance music, peripherally hip hop, to now uh, podcasts about young adulthood slash parenthood yeah. slash yeah. fatherhood. Podcasts about slash uh, men's mental health. Yep. Yeah, um, podcasts about fatherhood and the mental health of young fathers and also a bit of mid-tempo electronica (laughs) (laughs) so who did you speak to when you uh when you're making this podcast obviously a lot of celebrities as you said before and everyone knows that celebrities know everything a couple of experts maybe yeah bunch of psychs yeah bunch of shrinks yeah and they all have a bunch of tips basically across the podcast and they've had a lot of experience and they're all they all reiterate the same thing which is that basically what I've been saying that one of the issues is dads are all feeling the same way and that is an important thing to get out there every dad I speak to is feeling the same way but also not saying anything about it because you kind of feel guilty for having a whinge because let's be honest your wife has gone through a lot um, or your partner not necessarily your wife Um, not sure in the case of you two oh mate don't even don't even go there no (laughs) sorry fellas (laughs) let's just say that family tree's uh (laughs) Got a bit of mistletoe on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it is it is a much better option to go go about things, you know, the way you're suggesting than to bottle it all up and then go to Bali for three weeks every year with the boys. You know, you could. You, there's much healthier ways to do things than that. Uh, no, no. One of the things that uh, is again mentioned in the podcast, one of these kind of tips that. Um, really help is the fact that like blokes as I was saying earlier we, we have that one dimensional conversation where mm-hmm. someone says they're doing it tough and you go oh yeah mate know what you're saying anyway and you move on mm-hmm. and instead of doing that just asking that extra question oh yeah why is it tough mm-hmm. and when you get the answer saying oh yeah you know how does that make you feel and just asking an extra couple of questions mm-hmm. just an extra two or three questions in the advertising world we call that laddering laddering <laughs> um, but um <laughs> In real life, you can just just think to yourself, instead of changing the topic immediately, 
give it a couple more questions and you'll be surprised at a how friggin' interesting the conversations are all of yeah. a sudden you're actually having more interesting conversations for one um and for two just like how much better you feel for for having that connection because you find out that people are actually going through exactly the same fucking thing as you but as blokes we don't really talk that much about it well Raf Dixon, thank you for being the first bloke to ask these questions and record yourself asking them with uh, experts and special guests on Dad in Progress, the Movember podcast. Yeah, presented by Movember. Google it. Well, put it in your in your podcast player. Uh, subscribe and then um, leave a review if you can as well. Yeah. Uh, only because, like, I'll read it. And it's coming out uh, next week, isn't it? Yep. So keep an eye out for it. Uh, Dad in Progress. Thank you, Raf Dixon. Uh, thanks, boys. Thank mm-hmm. you.